Your source for community. Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. Good morning and welcome to Arts R Us. I'm Noreen Mitchell. I'm here in the studio with Karen Cassian. Good morning, Karen. Good morning, Noreen. And we're very pleased to welcome back to Arts R Us, Janet Staley. Hi. Hi. Thanks for joining us, Janet. Oh, you're quite welcome. Janet is a wonderful artist who does so many different things, but that includes acrylic and pastel paintings, hand-printed relief prints, woodcuts, linocuts, monotypes, mixed media, and now we know about digital and tradigital art forms as well. And we're going to get into all those things, or some of those things, Yes, but very soon. Janet, uh, it's been some time since we talked to you. How has the pandemic been for you? Oh, boy. Um, you know, at first, it was like it didn't exist because I was in my studio all the time. Uh, but after the first year, <laughs> it was getting a little tiring. And I did find my motivation kind of uh, left me. So I didn't really do much in the studio for quite a few months, but it came back again. So um, I'm back at it. And now it's back. And it's back. Yeah. Good. And back at it means back at a lot of different things. Back at many things. Yeah. And you have a show right now. Uh, yes. I, um, it's just ending at the Dwight Library and it's going to travel to the Baysville Library for the month of June. Tell so, us about that. Um, it consists of my latest Tradigital work. Ooh, now, what is that? <laughs> what is tradigital? <laughs> well, I, let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. <laughs> it's a combination of using um, traditional methods of art making, such as painting, um, printmaking, whatever your medium is, but you combine it with digital uh, methods. So, for me, for example, because I'm mainly 2D. Um, I would take something like a pastel painting or an acrylic painting or maybe even, a, you know, one of my hand-pulled prints and take that image into the digital world and manipulate it in various ways um, digitally and have layers and layers of digital stuff incorporated with the traditional image. When you say uh, manipulating it, is that like um, a, a photography program where you go in there? And um, well, I use Photoshop. Okay. And so that's it I'm... has various features that you can use to, to do all these different Add things. Color. And... Uh, yeah, color, uh, textures, all this okay. kind of stuff. And yeah. one of the forms that I've seen incorporated into your traditional work includes fractals. What mm. is a fractal? A fractal is a like a self-repeating, it's an iteration of of the same. So you would start off with, uh, they're beautiful patterns. I guess that's the best way to describe. Patterns within patterns within patterns. And they just keep going and going. So if you zoom in on a fractal and then you keep zooming in, it repeats itself over and over again. And they're, some of them are the most gorgeous images you'll ever see and they incur they occur naturally yes um fractals like along shorelines like um, a snowflake or uh well in a- in a sense yes um but they've discovered a lot of things scientifically about fractals and it was a mathematician who discovered fractals so well, his name begins with b Mandel- i'm blank is it mandelbrot 
Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I said B. His name started with, no, it's M. Okay. <laughs> There's a B in there, though. Yeah. Well, I, I just find that fascinating. And it started, I've started looking more closely in nature. Mm-hmm. So spirals. Yes. That, you know. The, the golden um, petals spiral. Petals Yes. Or flowers, too. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, yeah, you're kind of, it is definitely connected with fractals. Um, the golden ratio or spiral is... Um, a beautiful thing and yeah you see it all throughout nature through and, um and the oh i gotta wake up <laughs> <laughs> and i think that um there's something pleasing about them and i read Very that they pleasing. can be stress reducing mm-hmm. so are you finding that that's what emits from your work uh not directly mm-hmm. i think indirectly though uh sometimes the canvas that i might paint i will have the canvas the size of the golden ratio so one to 1.6 six whatever <laughs> wow <laughs> this is this is where your uh in, your training and instruction comes back to uh, yes you, you were an instructor and i was going to say the trans digital must be really appealing to the younger um, the young people love it mm-hmm. they absolutely it's part um, of their world grab grab it yeah right away it's exciting for them so what about us oldsters how are we reacting to your now, that's an interesting question, because I think that there is a bit of a resistance to mixing uh, digital or, or even pure digital uh, work um, with the with older people because they haven't been conditioned as much to it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always a resistance to a new media. It doesn't matter. Like even long ago, um, you know, oil painters, uh, when when acrylics were introduced, it was kind of you know, oh, acrylic paint, yuck. Um, that You know, the purists are always out there. So, you know, as an explorer, you just have to keep going. And it is going to be I, what it is. I bet she was, a, Janet was a great instructor. Those young students must I have loved you. I think you said what you need to do is stand back and let creativity happen or something yes. like that at mm-hmm. one point. Did I say that? Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'll accept it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds good. I, I wish our um, listening audience could see your your paintings. They should go on your website because they're stunningly beautiful. Yeah, I really have to colorful. redo my website. It's very lacking. So, well, so you have on your website holiday and art cards? Paintings, drawings, mixed media, uh, printmaking, which includes block, block prints, etchings, lithographs, monotypes, and as you said, digital art and tradigital. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of these things have led you in various places. And one of the things you've brought to us is an album cover for Sean Cotton. Yes, I designed that for Sean. So tell us. <laughs> oh, um, well, it's got a raven and the raven was done with charcoal very traditional method of art making and using a digital technology i was able to put it on an album cover a cd cover i should say it's a beautiful cover thank you i have another image that i've been interested in it's called the dragon lady oh dragonfly lady sorry (laughs) and uh i was curious about its uh genesis oh okay well it um it's a 30 inch by 40 inch acrylic painting uh which I then took into, uh, you know, photographed it and everything, took the image into the computer and through various processes, um, just kind of manipulated it a little bit more. So, And it was taken by the Dragonfly Collective in Sprucedale and used as an image that seemed to be a forthcoming... Oh, well, you know about that. 
She's a great researcher. <laughs> but I was just wondering whether that is going ahead, that uh, Spruce Dale initiative. I don't know. I haven't kept up yeah, with it. It said coming in spring 2022, yes, yeah. so I thought maybe... i got to keep on top of this. Yeah. Keep on top of it. I know. <laughs> or we'll get Noreen to keep on top yeah. of it. But it's, it's, the image itself is uh, fabulous, and I really like it. And I, I understand that it, it was layered, that you mm-hmm. had to do some layering. I think that's the best way to describe it. Janet, tell us about your ancestor series. Yes, this is um, a series I've been working on for probably about two years now. So I have quite a collection of old photographs because I'm the family archivist. And And genealogist too? Yes, that's what got me started. So uh, I've taken some of the older photographs and I've um, made images with them using traditional methods like uh, charcoal, uh, like drawings, um, and then layering those with digital methods. So uh, I hope to have a show one day about, because I'm trying to keep them, I think a lot of people could relate to to the images, uh, not just because they're my family, but perhaps somebody's got a family mechanic in their family, mm-hmm. right? like my grandfather, things like that, and family reunions and, you know, going to weddings and all this kind of stuff in the war years and my aunts dressed up in sailor suits, um, you know, with some uh, newspaper articles in the background about the war and things and like that. And the images you have are sort of sepia. Uh, some of them, some of them yeah, yeah, some of them are. And then I create backgrounds. Now, the other thing about the traditional method of art making is I often create my own substrates. So uh, I would maybe use tissue paper or something and do a texture substrate, and then I print on that. And you have a particular one here with your grandmother? Yes, my grandmother, Minnie, and my mother's mother. And we used to sit down at the table, and she would tell me stories, and I would write them down. And one of the stories she told me was about um, her wedding hat that what prompted her to buy the hat was a song that was very popular at the time. It was called uh, Bird on Minnie's Hat. And when I looked it up... Are you going to sing it, Jenna? Oh, no. Um, But, you know, when I looked it up and the words to it, it was... I, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I hope she didn't buy it because of that, because this woman, Nellie, is not a nice lady. <laughs> so anyway, but it's called A Bird on Nellie's Hat, and it was... Um, so you're thinking of A Bird on Minnie's Hat. On Minnie's Hat, yes. And uh, That's a lovely image. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to talk too long so about that. So your plan that, but... is to make a book, to uh, to have a show? To... Yeah, not necessarily a book, but maybe have a show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this is so interesting. It's a good moment for us to take a break, however, and come back on Arts or Us with Janet Staley. Buy Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Arts R Us on The Bay. We're back on Arts Russ. I'm Noreen Mitchell with Karen Cassian, and our guest is Janet Staley, and we were talking about the many forms of work that Janet produces. We also know a little bit from what you've just talked to us about, about inspiration. There are other areas for you to find inspiration. Are there other areas? Yes, besides well, the, <clears throat> your ancestry. Mm-hmm. You have a, a master's degree in philosophy. Yes. And uh, tell us about what sort of philosophy you took and how that influences your work. Um, 
my specialty was aesthetics and a bit of existentialism. And, and so it does inform my work. Um, I think the content of a lot of my work um, is influenced by that. Uh, not directly, but it just kind of permeates into it. I saw a picture of some Indigenous uh, girls. I think it's, uh, I'm not sure of what the form was, but it was based on a photograph where you remove their faces and just their hair mm -hmm. and their school ties remained. Oh, yes. wow. And it was yeah, a repetition of these four residential school students. Mm -hmm. And so to me, you also have a philosophical outlook, a values outlook on the world. And that seems to me that's coming through in your art. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Yes, definitely. And and I did that, um, you know, when a lot of uh, stuff was surfacing about the residential schools and what had happened. And I was reading this book um, and there were photographs in it. And one of them had these young girls sitting or, or standing in front of the uh, teachers at a school. And they had just had their hair chopped off. And I was just looking at it thinking, my God, they've taken their identity away. So when I did that charcoal piece, I just left their faces off and they just had these bobs, like a bob haircut around them. <clears throat> so yeah, that was disturbing. And, and not all of my art is something maybe you want to keep on your wall all the time. I don't want you to get depressed or anything, but, uh, no, you know, it, it, it wakes you up. It, yeah. Yes. And that's the purpose of it. It's not, you know, something to keep up there on your wall. Mm -hmm. Janet, you're, you're versatile as an artist. You're far more versatile than many artists I know. Um, tell us why that's important to you and what, I, I think I just have an innate drive to explore, and it's as simple as that. And whatever, you know, questions I have about something, well, how does that work? Um, you know, how would I change that or whatever? And then I just try it, and it doesn't always work. You know, sometimes it looks horrible, but... Uh, how did that work with your students? Did you... It seems did, that it would make you more... A better teacher. Well, I, I tried to give them as much freedom as possible, but freedom within structure. So, for example, if we had, you know, one of the lessons was to a drawing lesson, and it was, um, you know, uh, maybe a portrait or whatever, they could choose whatever they wanted or who they ever, you know, wanted to draw. Within. I didn't say, you know, here, everybody do this image. Mm -hmm. um, so they, their enthusiasm was much higher when they had that freedom of choice, but also the security of knowing there were certain parameters, you know, they had to do the tones right and all this, the proportions right and stuff like that. Do you uh, miss being, not being an instructor anymore? I, I miss the students. Yeah. I don't think I miss the institutions and especially after COVID. Oh my, well, anyway, I don't know how instructors are still doing it out there on zoom you mean oh yes and, and of course with the studio art you cannot do that really you know you you need to be there mm -hmm. talking about studios you have your own studio i do yes and what's a working day like for you or is it a day or does it happen on all times of the day uh the no night? no not all times of the day i i'm not much of a night worker uh, but it doesn't happen every day because we have other commitments that we have to, you know, complete. Uh, but I would say on average, I probably spend, well, I don't know, what do you count as 
as I mean, if you're thinking about something. Oh no, it, that's what Gord Duncan said. Twenty five percent of or, yeah, or seventy five percent of it. Twenty five percent is it's thinking and yeah. planning, yes, right? Yes. Um, but I would say physically with hands on, um, probably two to three hours a day on average, and then another six of thinking. <laughs> There's the day gone. And there's my day gone, yeah. <laughs> time for dinner. <laughs> you are thinking all the time, I imagine. That's my problem. <laughs> yeah. comes from the philosophy training. Maybe. It, it's a curse and a blessing. Yeah, where does the thinking turn into the creative process on paper? Well, here's an interesting thing, a method I came up with a few years ago. I call it a bag of tricks. So what I do, because I, I work with so many different media, and I'd like to know, well, what would that work with this one? Okay. So I make up cards and I'll write all the different media on cards. Like I might have a hundred in this bag. And then I just shuffle it around and I pull out two. And it could be like, um, oh, lino cotton. It could be, I don't know, some other thing, watercolor, for example. And then I look at it and I think, well, what can I do to combine those two to create an image? And then something might pop in my head, and that's fine. And other times, the combinations, I can't get my head around it. I don't know how that would work. And so that's put in the back of my mind. But one day, it might just pop ahead. And I think, oh, yeah, right, that could work. So that keeps me motivated. What a stimulating yeah. exercise. Yeah, it's very stimulating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I use that in my classroom, too. To I was going to say, I'd like to be one of motivated. your students, Janet. Yeah. Oh, would you? Yes, I would. <laughs> yeah. Going back in time, I, I know that you were on the Muskoka Autumn Studio Tour for a number of years. Mm -hmm. um, what do you see the benefit of having studio tours, and what do you think about the dissolution of that particular tour? Uh, I think they've kind of had their day in, in, in a way. Um, I think it was a great learning experience for the public to come on the tour to find out how the uh, items were produced, no matter what media you were using. And... That was great. And um, why but, do you think it's it's passe? Well, that's a good question. Um, maybe people aren't as motivated to go out. And I think it got saturated with a lot of tours that it wasn't that special anymore. The Autumn Studio Tour in Muskoka started, I believe it was the first or yes. certainly yes. one of the first. Yes. It's now, if it was still running, it's got to be close to 50 years old. So in its heyday, which would be probably the 80s and 90s, mm -hmm. that was the height of it. So now we're seeing smaller, uh, mm -hmm. more uh, localized tours. Yes. And that approach probably could still be beneficial, as you say. I think so. And as long as it's manageable for people going on the tour, that the driving is not, you know, 50 miles apart to as, another studio. And especially now that uh, gas prices are particularly oh, high. Definitely. Well, that's a good yeah. reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it certainly helped the economy draw a lot of people to the area. Do you mm -hmm. open your studio to the public? No, I don't now. I moved from Baysville. I'm in Emsdale now. And I built a small house and upstairs is my studio. But no, I'm not having the public in. I mean, if somebody called me and said they wanted to come out, you know, and see something, I could do that, but I'm not open to the public on a regular basis at all. And your studio is called Tapawingo, mm -hmm. and you did say what it means. It, well, it means place of joy, <laughs> but 
Is that working? I, 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 so far, it's it's good, it's good um, but in Baysville, it became the place that needs maintenance. <laughs> so the name could change at any time. Yeah, okay. I, I did also find your favorite quote: "Amor fati." Oh yes, love of fate. Yeah, and what does that mean? Um, I think it just means just accepting um, what comes your way in the most positive way, and 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 love it. Go with the flow. Janet, what's, what are your future projects or plans with respect to your art? Oh, that's a good question, Working too. Working more on ancestors. Well, well, yes, I will continue with that and continue with the, the tradigital um, and explaining it to people, <laughs> which can be quite a chore. Uh, but yeah, just going where that leads me. I don't like to have a really firm plan because that can work against you sometimes. Do you sell a lot online? No. No? no. Uh, cards I do. You mentioned my website with all the different categories. I don't want you to mention it. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to revamp it. And, you know, I was talking to a good friend of mine, and um, we came up with a conclusion that I'm not going to have categories. I'm just going to put the images up there and let it be. Let it be, let it be, let it be. Good idea. And that sounds like a more well, fatty. Well, <laughs> Yes, you have such a variety. It would be hard to put it into categories, I think. Your work is beautiful. I hope people do go online to your website, which is, what's your website? It's uh, ca. It's well worth the look. Yes, and there's so many things that you can't help to find something you love. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks it's been very enjoyable us, being with you too. Thanks a lot. We're going to switch gears a little and talk about what's going on elsewhere. And there's a lot going on because it's summertime. It is, and things are ramping up. Um, so in the performing arts, the Dragonfly Theater in Bracebridge is, uh, has California Suite coming up on June 1st to the 4th and the 8th to 11th. Uh, that looks like a, a great play to go and see. Uh, the Landed Festival out at the Hillside Barn is June 17th and 18th from on June 17th, 5 to 9 and June 18th, 10 to 5 p.m. It's the third annual. And this year it's a collaboration of music, um, drinks, food, and and visual art. So it, that's going to be very exciting. Um, the Huntsville Art Crawl happens downtown Huntsville from June 1st to 30th. Um, that's a collaboration of businesses with visual artists downtown, and that's going to be great. Um, June 15th, Tio Chirinho, um, with that's a type of music we found out last week, Brazilian, Brazilian music. jazz sort of thing. Yes, uh, and that's Flavia Nascimento, and that's a free concert, but you have to register. So go on to the Huntsville Festival of the Arts, and you can register there. Um, the Landed Festival, we talked about more barn, June 15th and 16th. Once again, out at the Hillside Barn and celebrating the music of Neil Young, that's Tobin Springs and his band. And June 21st to 26th, the um, group of seven canoe murals will be downtown in River Mill Park. And that's it for June. There's lots more happening in July and August, and we'll get to that at a later date. So June in Partners Hall is an art exhibition called In Pursuit of Light by Marika McDonald. Uh, in the Huntsville Public Library, Pam McKenzie will be showing for June and July. Margot Snow is staying on in hospice for the month of June. Pam Carnahan will follow. 
Um, the Muskoka Arts and Crafts show that is currently on in Chapel Gallery is called Zoomers with Brushes. And these are a group of art lady, women uh, artists that are working in conceptually traditional forms, reflecting Canadian rural themes. There's six of them. And uh, that is on until June 11th. Also about Muskoka Arts and Crafts, be, don't be uh, afraid, don't be, don't miss out on going to the Annie Williams a summer show this mm -hmm. year. That's They're back in, in the, the park, and that is um, on July 15th to the 17th. And you buy your tickets in advance. It used to be entry by donation, and now you should buy your tickets in advance or pay at the door and pay more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. At the uh, Gravenhurst Opera House Hotel California, which is an Eagles tribute for those of you who love that, it's on Friday, June the 10th. And that has been renovated. The, the Opera House has been renovated, so it's a fun place to go and see it. And the Algonquin Arts Centre is open for the season. And the first featured artist is Joseph Kunzgen, and he's called Algonquin on the Wind. And these are um, highlighting birds in Algonquin Park. And as I understand, there's a larger exhibition as well at the Arts Centre, which is um, generally about the birds on which there are many different species in Algonquin Park. And if you're going to the park, don't forget the Algonquin Room at the Visitor Centre. And there's an art exhibit there called Algonquin's Ambiance. And these are the related the works of the Manatic Art Association, which are the Riddle Valley area artists. So there's lots of things to do. Yeah. And there's only one Hunter's Bay Radio. We, we are Muskoka. Are Muskoka.